Hi, I'm Gabriel McIntosh, Director of Digital Marketing at CGS and your host for this episode of The Thread. I'm here with Doug Steven, President of the Enterprise Learning Division at CGS. Today, we're going to talk to Doug about how the current pandemic has affected learning and development activities and how companies are adapting to the changing enterprise learning landscape. Hi, Doug, welcome to The Thread Podcast. How are you doing? Doing okay. Good. So. I'm just going to ask a few questions. I'm going to start with uh, with the first question. Uh, what are clients saying about how their L&D activities have been affected by the pandemic? Is demand increasing or have programs been postponed as companies get a hold of the new normal? So it's a great question. And uh, a lot of our clients are, are quite sophisticated. And what I mean by that is uh, a lot of them who have, say, planned instructor-led training uh, know enough that they just can't just transpose instructor-led training into VILT or virtual instructor-led training. They know it just doesn't work. So in those cases, they're smart enough to postpone it. And then what they do is they'll take that face-to-face -face training and ensure that there's engagement brought in, there's monitoring, there's facilitation, so that when they do release it, that it's, uh, it's going to be just as effective as if it was face-to-face. What CGS corporate learning strategies need to be adapted in light of current conditions worldwide? Um, when, when we're, you know, it's it's really interesting. We're talking about we have, uh, you know, we've got you know, instruct uh, instructional designers. We have consultants, and in a lot of cases, they're face to face. Um, so now they're trying to gather information. And in a lot of cases, um, they're they're working through some sort of. Uh, virtual media like Zoom or WebEx and Adobe Connect. And, and, and in a lot of cases, you glean where to go with the client based upon body language. And to us, it's, it's how do you start to read people uh, through the medium of, of a web presentation? So instead of watching their full gestures, you're now looking at their posture. You're looking at, are they pursed lips? Are they touching their nose? So all of these things become incredibly important because as you're aware, trying to gather information isn't just verbal, it's also physical and how you are gonna be able to gather that information. So it becomes somewhat of a different paragon in how to gather information. And so we're working with, with our teams to, to let them know what are some of the different nuances when they get into a virtual world. Yeah, so I mean, so nonverbal cues become you know, are, are shifting, but you still have them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you have them, and we we find, you know, if there's a lot of touching of the nose, if their their eyebrows go up, it's it means there's guidance. But if they move back and there's little gestures, if they start to fiddle, it means we must have to either we're losing them, and we must move the conversation forward because. In order as learning experts to to you know our teams to be able to you know be able to extract the best type of knowledge to create the learning, they really got to get the cues from the people that they're interviewing. And it just becomes a whole different dance and process that you have to learn when you're doing it virtually. Mm -hmm. What learning formats work in remote working situations, especially in organizations that are new to this work from home environment? You know, the first thing is, you know, people see something absolutely beautiful and it's rich media and they want to get it out to their dispersed audience. And um, the bandwidth isn't there in some cases. And, and what happens, it drives more frustration uh, to people who, who really can't get this, especially when other people are raving about it and they can't see it and there's buffering, there's frustration. So the first thing I suggest is 
take a look at the technology structure and the bandwidth structure of the organization. And then from there, it doesn't mean all the people have to have page turners, but what it means is even if you segment your audience and some get rich media and some get more like PowerPoint, you can supplement the PowerPoint with more touches from the individual so that the engagement level is still gonna remain the same. The delivery mechanism is gonna be slightly different, but at the same, you get the same results. So it's really a lot about planning and everything goes from technology and bandwidth up. And, and how does that, is that different globally? I mean, how do you take that new account? Do you go offline if, if it's, a, if it's you know, somewhere where there is the bandwidth is not good or there, it's not available? Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty interesting. We've, um, you know, we work with companies that uh, were using, uh, you know, technical training for uh, for learning new programming languages. And um, they would give very light text and they would give them exercises um, with the areas in which they can research. And they would send them through an email and they'd be graded and they'd set up a session. So you can do it because mm -hmm. if we if we remember, there was distance training uh, well before high bandwidth situations. It's just a matter of how you plan it. Mm -hmm. That's actually really interesting to, to be able to do that outside of like what we think is conventional, having fast Internet speeds. And, and but there are ways around it and, and that, that are still very effective. You know, what it's interesting. So there's pretty like there's other interesting technologies that we've been exposed to, um, where um, people, uh, if 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 we can distribute, we've distributed apps where where people can work, um, take education completely offline, and then when they do connect, it takes all of those interactions and feeds it back into an X API or LRIS so that it can be. Uh, recorded for for tracking purposes so uh, it can be done on a technology front but the thing is just because you haven't cut high speed doesn't mean you give up on training yeah that's great because that, that accommodates everybody yeah what advice would you like to share with companies that might be struggling with their l d programs in this unprecedented time that's a great question but i mean it's uh I say to, to those who are struggling, either look inward at yourself or at your kids. What and how do they learn? They go to YouTube uh, for, for knowledge. They use Instagram, Twitter, maybe Facebook for, for uh, communication, and they play games. If we can take those three and maybe change them into learning lexicon like videos, community, and challenges, and if we look at that, we can all do the same thing because that's how we're learning. And, and in a lot of cases, it's not face to face. We're, we're, we're going to YouTube and we're seeing the videos. So why not get videos of your experts and get them to do two minutes? And why not have you know communities to discuss this particular video from experts and, and, and novices? And then why don't we give them challenges to see if they can come up with other solutions? So it, it's really just looking inward to what we do now and just really extrapolating it into uh, what they can do at work, you know, using the same sort of technologies. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you find that people are learning faster doing the distance learning? I've I've had conversations with colleagues, and they say that, you know, some sometimes people are learning a little bit faster. It's a little bit easier because they can pick and choose how they learn. You're not just in a classroom where you have to learn a specific way. Yes and no. I think. Uh, for um, procedure, how to do it, it's fast. 
uh, in a lot of cases, though, they're missing out on the theater. And the theory is very important, uh, but you can do faster knowledge transfer if you know and what to get to what you need to. But in a lot of cases, to, to make you become a fisherman versus being given fish, you've got to understand the underlying theory. And, and then a lot of cases, it's not something you can just go and get it quickly. Pros and cons. Okay, well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you very much, Doug, for, for joining me. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Thread. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your preferred podcast source. We are exclusively sponsored by CGS, an applications learning and outsourcing company that supports clients' most fundamental needs.